share with you. Yeah, you could take your seats if you'd like. I just want to share with you um, uh, a praise report that um, uh, I, I know many of you have been praying for me that I was diagnosed with breast cancer before Christmas and um, the Lord gave me a promise and since I received the word and my friends and my family here praying for me, I had absolute peace that everything would be fine. And I saw the consultant this week and... uh, Oh, it's just an amazing report. It's quite moving, really. Um, they sent off a biopsy to the States to have it analysed to see if I would need chemo, chemotherapy. And we were believing that it wasn't going to happen that way. And uh, that that was not going to be my journey. And so when the consultant uh, said, there's a scale, you know, I think it goes up from 100 down, 100, you know, 100 down to, to naught, she said, well, it's good news, it's less than one. <laughs> so I almost think that's comical. They couldn't even say naught because the word says naught. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name, the name. Yes. Uh, so thank you so much. Um, I, I will. I'll be having a bit of radiotherapy and some other stuff. But I, I, uh, it's just good. To, a day of good news. And you know, I think it, when you're in a family, things things matter, don't they? Um, it really matters that we start. Um, we we hear of the good reports. So never never stop telling people about the good things that Jesus does for you because your story is important. Your testimony shouts out how great Jesus is. Anyway, we have a great friend of ours and a wonderful minister of Jesus uh, with us today. And Pastor Dave Shippen has been coming here years, so he's, he's not unknown to the church. He might be new to some of you, but he is not to us. We love him very much, don't we? We love Pastor Dave. So let's welcome him. He's going to come and bring God's word for us this morning. Let's welcome Pastor Dave. Yeah. Praise God. Please sit down. Yeah, that's perfect. Thanks, bro. Yeah, thank you. I've got this iPad and it only goes on flat surfaces. So this is amazing. I love this. I bet you thought I was going to sing to you today. That's really good, thanks. Do I got Pac-Man? That's it, that's lovely. There we are. Face ID. Got it. How you all doing? Congratulations, mate. Brilliant. Done well. 
keep them coming. <laughs> the church will grow. <laughs> Hallelujah. Keep going. It's always, um, over the years, I've been so blessed and humbled to be invited to come and speak. In fact, the atmosphere of God's presence this morning is so awesome. I'd have been happy just staying in the presence of God. But I've got a job to do. And uh, bless the worship team. Yeah, it's good. It's all right to worship, isn't it? And uh, I want to thank my friends, Pastor Judith and Pastor Andrew, for being so faithful over the years in friendship and in support and encouragement. And we talk a lot, obviously, and share and stand together in faith. And uh, we've been standing together especially for Pastor Judith. And this is victory. And for you as a church, because what happens in her and Pastor Andrea's life affects all of us. But they're women of faith and tenacity. And that makes my job harder. (laughs) Because even back when you had the Bible school, all those years ago, and I used to get invited to come and speak, I'd always find it a little bit intimidating until I got my faith juices going. Because it's like here, you're fed steak all the time. Or you vegetarians are something vegetarian up on the steak scale, vegetarian-y. You're just fed brilliant stuff. And so I sometimes kind of, as I was preparing for this time, what can I bring to add to the menu? And I felt God saying, well, look, they've had brilliant starters and mains and desserts. So you're going to bring the Irish coffee, <laughs> to be sure. So that's all I'm bringing today. I'm bringing the coffee. I'm not going to try and do the steak or the veggie equivalent. Anyway, we won't go into that. I'm going to just bring the Irish coffee for you to enjoy. Is that all right? Now, I was going to bring some after-eights as well, but I didn't get around to getting them. And nowadays, you have to have allergy warnings. You can't even go into a restaurant, can you? And they say, have you got any allergies? I say, yeah, being kept waiting. <laughs> and, and you can't even leave somewhere. I went to the dentist, even he does it the other day. And uh, this is a bad joke. His psalm is open your mouth and I will fill it. But that's a really bad one. But don't bother laughing at that because that's really silly. But people, you leave a shop and they say, What are your plans for the rest of the day? I don't know if they do it here, but I leave it and people say, What are your plans? And I'm kind of like, I don't even know you. Do you really want to know? I mean, would you like me to hold up the queue and tell you? Are you offering to come out with me? Would you like to come for a walk? What are your plans for the rest of the day? And it's just funny and uh, how things change and move on. But God is good and he's the same yesterday, today and forever. And a few uh, weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, I was down in Butte just to get some prayer time And God began to speak to me about something I want to share with you this morning that I think is going to help some of you in your lives every day. It's incredible. When you wake up in the morning, the band's not in your room with you singing, all my life you have been faithful. Wouldn't that be funny if you woke up and the drummer was there and Debs and everyone's just around singing, you wake up, all my life you have been faithful. And you'd be like, oh yeah, great, I love you, Jesus. 
let's go and put the kettle on. You actually wake up and you have to make a decision there and then as to whether you're going to walk with God that day or whether you're going to walk in the flesh. And there's a battle for that position because the enemy doesn't want you to enjoy everything God has for you. And he doesn't want you to walk in the fullness of life. But I want to show you some things to do with confidence. Not self-confidence. But there's a battle for our faith. Because if the enemy can steal our faith, he'll steal our confidence. And so all through that time in Beulah, as God was downloading scripture and speaking to me, and brought me personally in my own life, back to a place of fresh confidence in the power and purposes of God and how he sees me. Because there's a battle for how you see yourself. Actually, someone I forgot to say thank you to this morning was Sandra. Let's show our appreciation for Sandra. Because she... When I get to stay in the hotel, I know that she's sorted it all out. She's helped us with our church website, all sorts of legal stuff. And so I've named you the San Who Can. Is that all right? The San Who Can. And she can and she does. So again, I really just want to show appreciation for people who do so much to enable us to keep going in God. And I always want to thank the people on the PA as well because... When I was at Roffey Place and no one wanted to do it, and the reason no one wanted to do it was if it went wrong, everyone would stare at you. You remember those days? And you'd be there and it'd go wrong and everyone would just turn round with hate eyes. So I'd go, nothing I can do, it's a mistake. I'm doing my best. So bless you guys for what you're doing on the PA. We have love eyes. For you. So to do it with this confidence and how God wants us to walk confidently before him, the first thing we need to understand, and just bringing that Irish coffee into much of what you already know, is our confidence comes from a deep dependence and reliance on God. And especially your first years of moving in the spirit of God, God will do a lot to encourage you but he'll do a lot to get you to rely on yourself less and less. Because the more you rely on yourself, the harder it is to live this wonderful life God has given us to live. And the enemy will invest heavily in trying to get you to do stuff in your own strength that will always fail and be less than the victory and the power and the anointing and what only the supernatural can do when you rely on God's strength. My confidence isn't in the one who isn't able. My confidence is in the one who is able. I can stand here this morning and minister and preach the word of God. And you can go and see people saved this week. You can see miracles happen through your life. You can train a child in the way it should go so it shall not depart from it. Because you rely on God. Before I got, I I grew up in a very insecure background, which has actually helped me in a way in my dependence on God. But before I got married, the reason I wasn't going to get married is I thought, there's no way I can be a great husband. 
I just knew. Um, I, I just accepted the fact I was a fool. My school report said he's the class clown. And I didn't have any higher expectation from that song, How Sweet to Be an Idiot. That takes you back a long way. But I felt like that and lived like that because life had thrown at me all my life that that is where I fitted into the scale of humanity. And then God comes along and he takes that which is nothing. He says, Dave, if you will trust me, you'll be the best husband in the world. Then children come along. I don't know how that happened. But anyway, they did. Two sons. And I'm like, God, how am I going to be a father? And he says, you know, don't rely on yourself. I will show you how to be the best father in the world. The best mother. Don't and trust yourself. And Marion and I were at faith camp one year and we were looking around all these how to bring your kids up books on this bookstall. And Caroline, Pastor Collins' wife, said, you don't need to look at those. You don't need to look at those. Now you may find some that are helpful for you, but the point she was making was, you've got on your life what God has placed and he will show you how to be the best mum and the best dad in the world. And then when my boys hit teenage years, it's one thing having them to then, and I said, God, how on earth do I bring up teenagers? Because who knows, teenagers are different. And God just spoke a word. He said, be confident in me. He said, be a friend to them as well as a father. So God taught me how to become a friend. And as I've grown up through their teenage years, again, just that wisdom from God. You don't have to do this in your own strength, Dave. You don't have to minister in your own strength. You don't have to hold your marriage together in your own strength. If it's going wrong, it's probably because you're relying on yourselves. If something's not working right, it's probably because you're depending on yourself more than you are on God. Now, Ephesians 3 and verse 20 to 21 says now to him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. So that's saying to me that that is amazing how quickly you got that up there. Amazing. Thank you guys. I'm not being sarcastic. I mean that is you just you're prophetic you UPA guy. You are prophet you are PPA guys, prophetic PA guys, amen. Cool along with the San Who Can, what an amazing team we've got rocking here in Taunton. Now to him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to us trying to please God and make it happen. It doesn't say that. It says according to his power that's at work within us. So therefore that says to me, I've got to depend on his power at work within me. Be glory in the church. That's all the exalting and blessing him and praising him. Amen. Uh, I, and I've put here, so therefore I receive immeasurably more. You bring me out of where I've been and therefore I will not fear and be afraid because whatever my background was, whatever my disadvantages were, I have the one who can do immeasurably more than I can think or imagine. Therefore, the enemy wants to come along and say to me that there's something missing in that relationship where I don't qualify to walk in the everythingness that God has for me. You know, you can be praising God even in a wonderful church like this. And you can be singing, all my life you have been faithful. But you can have a list of things or be under conviction or have some stuff going on in your heart. You know it's not quite right. And you're doing the thing and lifting your hands and yelling amen. 
but there's something the enemy is actually telling you from your past or something that's been going on that would actually hinder that freedom, that will rob that confidence to move in the everythingness that God has for you. Uh, uh, Philippians 1 and verse 6 says, being confident of this. You see, I'm not always confident that God has begun a good work in me, will bring it to completion, because in, in my natural self, I feel so inadequate and weak. Pastor Colin used to teach us, your weakness doesn't matter, so long as you use it and say, well, God, I accept the fact, I surrender, I cannot even walk this Christian journey, I cannot be the best dad or mum, I cannot overcome in every situation, I cannot see healing restored into my life and health if I'm depending on myself, but I'm confident that you have begun a good work and you will carry it on to completion until the day I meet with you. But what gives us that confidence or what robs us of that confidence? And this is really what I want to hone in on this morning. I feel God wants to just break some things off here and there. Because personal inadequacy is very powerful. Now, if it's for one person, I know most of you never have any sense of weakness or personal, because you're part of KF Southwest. And I know you guys are up there on the Richter scale with the things and plans and purposes of God, but just maybe there's one person here. And if there's not, maybe I'll just preach to myself and encourage myself and go home later. But maybe there's just one person here that sometimes struggles and looks at yourself and you find lacking where you want to be and your your confidence before God has been robbed. It may be disappointment. It may be a way you failed God or sinned. It can be anything. But the enemy wants you to throw away your confidence. And Hebrews 10 3536 says, so do not throw away your confidence. It's possible to throw away your confidence because you start to look at yourself or you start to look at your weakness or failure as opposed to looking at God. And you level up your opinion of yourself based on what you see in yourself. As I was away praying over our own church, I mean, our church has never really grown uh, but it's very powerful what God does there. It's very influential in the spiritual realm as to what God does. Um, I do, uh, you know, Pastor Andy Elms, lovely man of God, wonderful man, he does breakfast for champions. <coughs> I do PDS Truth. <laughs> I do one every day. It's a WhatsApp PDS Truth. So the life of God can flow again. Do not throw your confidence away. It'll be richly rewarded. So this PDS truth I do every day was to encourage our church. But you know, it's already hitting Australia. I had a reply from someone in Australia. It's, the church can connect to it. You can't just generally connect it from anywhere. But someone went out there to Australia. And now PDS truth, the truth that relieves, is even in Australia it's even, the, but I, I just thought this is a little thing in my, if you like, the, to encourage our few people. But God says, if you will have confidence in me, the little things you offer me, I will expand into great things. Because I'm not looking at your capability of making things great. I'm looking at what I can do through you. And I feel like that less than sometimes in my spiritual walk. Pastor Andy Elms, breakfast, and you imagine all these Christian champions in their warrior suits and everything. All these Christians go, I'm a champion in God and all the rest of it. I rarely feel like that. 
I feel like a dependent, someone that is desperate for God. Now, I listen to Brexit and it encourages my faith. I'm not knocking that in any way, but I don't feel like a champion most days. I'm dealing with stuff. I'm struggling with stuff. I'm working through stuff. So the enemy wants to get my confidence in me because that will always leave me defeated because it's impossible for me to achieve and live in what God has for me. And I want to, uh, sorry, outside of God. It's impossible to, to live at that place. But I want to just hone in this morning a little bit in the area of sin. Now, hands up here if you've ever sinned. And just before we do this, remember it says, he who says he's without sin is a liar. (laughs) I just thought I'd throw that out because I've got you. (laughs) I've got you. Let's not do it. I love you too much. I don't want to. I know you'll have, you see. You've all been naughty. You will be naughty. Imagine if you had a bubble over your head and we could all see what you're thinking right now. And there was a list. A little list going on. Now, if you carry the weight of guilt, now general sinning Christians will all know we're forgiven. But what the enemy does to rob our confidence, there's been an experience in our lives or there's been something There's been the issue that always kinds of like, if only I had done it better. Was it my fault? I regret this. It's had a long-term consequence. Is this my fault? And in a way, because we don't necessarily feel some of those things were sin, we justify carrying them. But the deception in that is our confidence when we need it on our day where we need faith to operate leaves us with a little bit of suspicion that maybe God's not going to do it in and through me. Maybe I don't qualify to move in the victory that I need at this time. Hebrews 10, 17 to 18 nails that one. Can any of you ever think, and please don't, I'm not going to embarrass people, but I just, God wants to hit something here today. There's something in your life you regretted. You had a child out of marriage. You did something wrong that you just regret. Or there's accusation where the enemy is saying to you that something that wasn't your fault, because he's the accuser of the brethren, was your fault. And it's that thing back there in your heart and mind that we learn to live with it in a way and not think too much about it. But if we don't deal with it, when it comes to needing to be confident before the throne of God, it's, in, it's very difficult to then activate faith or believe what God says about you or to draw on his strength in that situation. Is this making sense to anyone this morning? Hebrews ten seventeen to 18 deals with it. I love it. It says, then he adds, God says, your sins... And lawless acts, I remember no more. Finished. Their sins and their lawless deeds, I, God, will, I'm not God, please don't write, God will remember no more. Now, this is a confidence booster. (laughs) 
And I want to tell you why. Because if God doesn't remember that part of your life anymore, that you have regrets or shame, and you don't really even see it as a forgiveness issue, you just see it as something you're carrying, your confidence then to move in the things of the Spirit are somewhat watered down. The devil is the accuser of the brethren, Scripture says, and he never stops accusing day or night. I can guarantee I will get off this platform later, depending on whether you forcefully remove me beforehand or when (laughs) it's time to finish. (laughs) It could go either way this morning. And I can guarantee... The enemy will want to whisper something to me. I could have done better. It wasn't anointed. You missed this out. Whatever you do in your life will never, the worship leaders will have the same. You guys are amazing. Because your heart's for God. Let me, but whatever you do will never be enough because you're not doing it for him, but he will constantly tell you. He's on you 24-7. And that's why we need to recognise and not be robbed of that which God has placed in us and done in us. Hallelujah. And if God doesn't remember my failure or my sin, and even when the enemy comes along and says, you could have done this better, this is partially your fault, this would never have happened to you, if only you'd have done this, if only you'd have prayed more. If only in and in and in and in and in and in and in He's a waste of space, isn't he? He really is. Because he destroys. He disappoints. But what the word of God says very clearly is he's remembered those things no more. And I've put in brackets, therefore I'm confident. And then he goes on to say, and where these sins have been forgiven... There's no longer any sacrifice for sin. In other words, there's nothing you or I can do to improve upon or make better our standing in God because the work of the blood of Jesus is a complete work. He's forgotten what happened. He's forgotten what you did. And what, even if it's the worst thing in the world, he just does not remember it. He's got no reference point for it. And if you talk to him about it, he says, what on earth are you going on about? What on earth are you going on about? There's nothing left, no longer any sacrifice for sin. And yet what we do, I feel so bad about this, I'm going to pray more. I'm going to read my Bible more. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. And God says, forget it. I've already done it. You're free. And those whom the sun sets free. I know you spiritually are free in, indeed. Those whom the sun set free are free. I mean, it's not those whom the sun set free are struggling all the time and feeling miserable about something that the devil's accusing you of here, guys, that really has no space or place in your life anymore because it's gone. Come on. God bless Charlie. Hallelujah. God is amazing, isn't he? God bless you guys. God, you're free. We're free. Yes. Yes. 
Do you want a song about that? Free, really free, really, really free. Hey, babe, it's really free. You're free. Anyone remember that song? Yeah, come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> How are you doing? Really free. Now, this is serious. A couple of, a few weeks ago, I was feeling incredibly low about myself. And I know the truth, I preached the truth, but I couldn't get away from that. I was feeling low, fed up, unworthy and inadequate. There was nothing left. So I went into my shed. Why do you go in your shed? Because PTL means praise the lawnmower, not not praise the Lord, no. It means my shed's really converted office. I didn't go out with the lawnmower, I went out with Jesus. And I just closed my eyes, lifted my hand, and it was like I felt like the most unqualified person in the world to worship Jesus. And you think, who is this guy? I never feel like that. Well, I did. I lifted my hands. This is where I stand. I worship you, almighty God. I didn't have the band with me. I made a choice. I didn't have anyone to help me. It was me and the enemy having a go. And I'll show you where his defeat lies. I worship you. Ignore the enemy. Almighty God, enemies under my feet, there is none like you. I worship you. You might spoil it. Oh, no, I'm joking. Sorry. That was so naughty. Carry on. Sing with me, family. <laughs> From the top. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> oh, that was so naughty. If Marion was here, that would be it. I, come on, sing with me. I, I worship you, Prince of Peace. What I want to do, that's what I want to do. I give you praise. Oh, we got some harmony. For you are my righteousness. Right, quit. The Spirit of God came. I give you praise, not because I can or deserve it, but because you are my righteousness. And the Spirit of God flooded over my body and what returned? Peace. Devil, you're accusing me of everything under the sun. But I don't worship in my name. I worship a minister in the name of one whose name is Jesus, who is my righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Now this is what I just had a revelation. I hope it comes across this morning. See, confidence in God comes from revelation of the blood and our righteousness. Every day when I pray, I got this from Pastor Colin, but I always start by saying, Jesus, thank you, your blood speaks of sacrifice. You were sacrificed so that I can be at one with you. I'm not at one with you because of me. 
I'm at one with you because of you. Thank you, Jesus, your blood speaks of punishment and you were pierced for my transgressions, crushed for my iniquities and the punishment that brought me peace was upon you. I do this every morning because I want to remind myself that he is my righteousness. Thank you, Jesus, your blood speaks of cleansing and forgiveness. I start today clean and forgiven. Thank you, Lord, your blood speaks of access and acceptance. Therefore, I enter your gates with thanksgiving and I'll start praising him and rejoicing. In all of my prayer, I'm saying, God, you're amazing. Before I go to church and minister on a Sunday morning, the enemy says to me, it's not going to be great, it's not going to be good, hardly anyone's going to turn up and when they do, they're going to be late. And Dave, you're this, you're that, you're the other. I just say, yeah, but I'm not going to minister me. I'm off to minister Jesus. So if you have a problem with that, you have a problem with that. Because he's my righteousness and if he's chosen and called me, he knew. He knew all about me. Ready for a joke? He knows the number of hairs on my head. His job's easy, isn't it? (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) When it says be bold, be strong, I thought it said be bold, be strong. But anyway, that's another issue altogether and another really silly joke, which we don't need to take any notice of for this morning. (laughs) There's nothing more. Your sin and your failure and your weakness is old news. It's yesterday's news. It's news that's gone. It's, whatever it is you've had going on, I'm trusting God with this this morning. Some of you have had some stuff that you've carried with you too long. And today you need to believe by faith it's yesterday's news. It's broken in the name of Jesus. And it's been robbing your confidence. But it's gone. You say, Jesus, it was forgiven the first day I asked. It's gone. And Lord, my walk with you isn't about how I can please you, how I can do this, that or the other. My walk with you is you're my righteousness. You're my holiness. You're my redemption. Therefore, the life I live, I live before you. The life I live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So I don't have to be great. I've got nothing to prove and nothing to lose. Even this morning, you know, as a guest here, as a, to bring, there can be a tremendous pressure in the sense of, oh, I've got to bring someone see God do this and see God do the other thing. I can't see. Apart from him, I can do nothing. Pressure off. Pressure off. Chill. I can't work up an anointing. I could get the San who can to play on the keyboard and emotionally manipulate you and, and start to say some stuff. And, you know, kind of, I know it's good to have music in the background when we minister, but there's a difference between the spirit moving and emotionally manipulating people. There's a big difference. God's here. It's enough. He he is more than enough to do whatever he needs to do. And if I went home this afternoon and you all thought, what an idiot, A, you'd have to repent. (laughs) (laughs) 
But B, if you've met with God, that's all that matters. Nothing left to prove, nothing. Apart from him, I can do nothing, so why don't I get used to the fact? But with him, all things are possible. I can't touch your life or change your life this morning, only the Spirit can. And depending on how open you are will depend on how much he can do. No pressure. God's amazing, isn't he? Hey, this is funny. I've been too serious for too long. Uh, the, the San Who Can booked me into a lovely hotel for last night. And uh, Maria, now no, Maria cleaned the room. She's a star of the sea is Maria. That's what the name interpreted means, star of the sea, Maria. So Maria was my room cleaner and she left me this card. Rest assured. Thank you, Maria. Maria, star of the seas, left Pastor Dave a card. I mean, they do leave them in all rooms, but let's just make this special for me. She, she didn't leave it for the next guest. This one was for me. So Maria, star of the seas, left me this card in my room saying, rest assured. Isn't that lovely? Now, listen to what it goes on to say. And then I interpreted it into Christian language. In hotel language, it says, we're committed to high levels of cleanliness. That means clean, well-maintained, clutter-free rooms that meet our standards. That's from Maria, Star of the Seas. This is from Jesus. Rest assured, I'm committed to high levels of holiness. That means clean, well-maintained, clutter-free children of God. That meets my standard. And through the blood of Jesus, you've met my standard to live holy and blameless, unaccused, without guilt, without shame, in my sight. See, God can even use Maria, star of the sea, yeah, star of the sea, to speak prophetically into our lives. We promise, turn it over, there's more. God promises, listen to this, this is hilarious. It says it, doesn't it? Clean means clean. Clean. Clean means clean. Now, the other cleaner in the first room I went to broke her promise. This isn't the San Hukan's fault. This was a hotel. There were were crumbs on the carpet. Clean means, no, 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 no. For you, love, clean means dirty. I forget her name now. It wasn't Maria, Star of the Sea. It's the other one. And this was on the lower floor. My, My room on the clean was clean was room number 90 on the top floor with a nicer view. They upgraded me, but I'll tell you about that in a minute. But, but the first one, I went in there and then there were, there were stains on the, they hadn't wiped where coffee was on the top and it just wasn't clean. I don't mind because I'm grateful for anything, but I thought, 
I might sort this out. So I went down to the guy and I just said to the guy, I'm ple- this isn't, a, I, I, I don't mind, I'm grateful for everything, but I said, clean isn't clean, is it? Well, that's not very good feedback. I said, no, 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 I'm not giving you feedback. I don't, if clean is clean, I want clean. And he was really nice. And so he took me out of this room that had coffee stains and floor hadn't been hoovered and all the rest of it. And he says, I'll tell you what. He said, we've got a few special rooms kept to one side. I thought, this is more Jesus. Clean means clean. <laughs> it's like that. It's like that that chair in your office years ago. It's like this is more. We're flowing with this now. We're flowing with this now. So you've made me a promise. He says, "Well, the thing is with this other room." He said, "The bed is really big. It's a lot bigger." And it was. It was like an Olympic swimming pool. I mean, I could have got lost in it. And then he said, "The only problem is there's not a sofa bed." I said, "Well, why? I mean, there's one of me. I mean, I've." Do you think I need a dormitory or something? I'm kind of, I said, one bed's enough. I'm not going to kind of switch through the night as we go through, go from kind of right side, middle, left side onto the sofa bed and get up at six and hope for the best. I really don't need that. He says, well, that's fine. So you can have the room with the big bed and all that. And it's like, it's more like the experience where you walk through the door, you've got in the background, welcome to my world. Come and step inside. And people handing cocktails out and canapes and, you lay down and they pop grapes into your mouth. Not all of that happened, but it had more that kind of atmosphere around it. That was more like a Jesus room. Clean means clean. But some of us live as Christians as though clean means clean, but there's crumbs and stains and it's not really clean. And you carry that stuff around that May not, and you, I could have, I could have just stayed. Actually, I had baby wipes with me. I always carry baby wipes for my hands, and so I baby wiped all the tops down before. I almost accepted it. Yeah. I baby wiped it. I nearly got my pledge out and my <laughs> windoline, freshen the place up. But I nearly kind of polished over it. But God had Maria waiting for me. Maria's cleaning, star of the sea. I don't know why she wasn't on the sea at the time, but she's obviously employed by them. And when Maria cleaned the room, clean meant clean. When Jesus cleans the room, you've got it. You guys are so on it this morning. You are so on it this morning. Clean means... So I could walk around the room, I thought... In the other room, I thought, well, I better keep my boots on. I don't really want to walk around in my socks on something that has three weeks of biscuits on it. I just, and I was kind of a bit like, I hope you don't ask me to get on my face before you tonight, God, because this is going to really be a messy experience. And uh, in in the bathroom, it was just kind of like where people would put, now please, this isn't, no, the love you guys show in hospitality, this isn't in any way being ungrateful, but it just wasn't right. You guys wanted me to have great hospitality. That's your heart. So I was standing on your behalf. Yes. Who stands on your behalf? Jesus. 
And, and, and something's going on in the hotel where clean didn't mean clean, so Jesus steps in. If you've got in your mind regret and failure, something from the past, the enemy comes along and, and clean's not really clean. It's not enough. And therefore your confidence isn't there. In my clean room, where there are all the people handing out the cannabis and dropping grapes in my mouth in like a bed bigger than an Olympic swimming pool and everything else, you know, much atmosphere. It didn't physically have all of that. Can you imagine? It didn't physically have all of that. But, but I felt comfortable walking around with my boots off. I didn't feel like I was going to catch disease. In the bathroom, I was quite happy to brush my teeth. You know, I didn't feel like they'd rot. I, I was quite content because, because Maria said, star of the sea here, she said, when I clean, it's clean. There's no stains, there's no regret, and I'm not giving you a kind of little excuse pack of Frito baby wipes to kind of make it what it should have been in the first place. Jesus says, my blood is clean means clean. There's no stains left. There's nothing left for you to clean up. There's nothing left for you to wipe. (laughs) This is so... When you look on the surface, it shines. Because I see my blood, Jesus says. And he remembers our failure. So I'm just checking my emails. Oh, really? You didn't like last week's sermon either. Well, that's your problem. There is no longer any sacrifice left for sin. The baby wipes are unnecessary. Because of the room I want you to enter in this morning, I'm moving you, I'm upgrading you to room 90. And you know what he said to me? He said, room 90 has a better view. Room 90 has a better view. Your outlook... I'm now not overlooking a car park. By the way, I'm not, I don't mind overlooking it, but I'm just, for the analogy's sake, there's some lovely looking car parks and I love cars and I, I like to keep an eye on mine. That nothing wrong with overlooking a car park, but this other view wasn't a car park. I mean, it wasn't actually that. It, let's just say it was, it was, the view changed and confidence in God, knowing that there's no stains, Changes the view, therefore your faith can activate to move into something that's unobstructed. Okay. We promise. Let's take it to the real promise. We promise. Clean. (laughs) Oh, where do we get it from, Lord? Clean means clean. Is that enough? Can we go and have a cup of tea? Amen. I didn't hear what you said, but I assumed it was positive. (laughs) Amen. I was in faith. If you were heckling me and said, what a load of rubbish. I don't know. Clean means I'm clean anyway. I'm clean. I'm free. And I love Jesus. 
and clay means clean. And, and please, please, my heart, I love you guys. I'm, I'm not here for me to minister. I want to see God change. He loves you so much individually. Please don't leave in. Jesus' heart for you is so amazing. Don't leave with any pain inside today or anything where you've been carrying any level of regret. Jesus speaks straight into your life and mine today and says, clean means clean. CMC. Clean means clean. And right now, as the Spirit's moving through the ways, you're clean, you're free. Just thank Jesus. Jesus, your blood is enough. I'm moved to room 90. I'm moving to room 90. The outlook this morning has changed. The outlook is unobstructed. Whatever it was, I'm not carrying it with me anymore. I'm not taking my baby wipes to try and cover it up or clean it down. Lord, I'm not going to live like that anymore, spraying away the stains and the smudges on the mirror. I leave my window lean behind. I, I leave I leave all of that other stuff behind. Because, Lord, today, by your blood, clean means clean. And there is nothing I can do to make it any cleaner or any different. Therefore, my my conscience is clear and I have confidence to approach the throne of grace. With confidence. Confidence to approach the throne of grace. With confidence. With confidence. In Jesus' wonderful name. Can we thank the Lord this morning? Hallelujah. 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 Just, just for a little bit of encouragement. Has that made anyone? Has that spoken to anyone? Anyone? That's alright. That's good. Great. Well, you're allowed to have a biscuit with your coffee. Anyone it hasn't, you're banned from the Bourbons. Praise God this morning. We give God the glory. Thank you, Lord. That was an amazing word. Um, I love what with the Apostle Paul, you know, he before he uh, became a Christian, a believer, he actually was responsible for murdering people. He, called, he was a murderer. And, you know, King David, if you look at the history of what happened to a lot of the greats in the Old Testament, it was, it was bad stuff. But the confidence that these people had, Paul himself said, he served God with a clean conscience. So in other words, when you've got a clean conscience, you don't, you're not even conscious that it ever happened. And I actually believe that the blood of Jesus, you know, like you wipe a board clean. Any of you teachers know that still use any pens and not just computers. Is that you wipe clean the blood of Jesus so you don't even have this thought plaguing your mind. And I believe the power of the blood of Jesus is the answer to every accusation that the enemy still says it's on, it's on your conscience. It isn't. Just say, to, to say out loud, I serve God with a clean conscience. He remembers none of my sins. He is my righteousness. And because of Jesus... I can stand boldly before God with as much confidence that he will hear me 
as Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't he wonderful? And really, it is simply believing, as Pastor Dave has said this morning, this amazing work of presenting us. Jesus presents us holy before the Father, without blame. I believe we're in days where we really need to believe what Jesus has done. Because of what God is doing and going to do, any undermining tactics of the enemy actually undermine your faith. And we were talking beforehand how we've all been through probably the most challenging times in different ways. We're talking as pastors before the meeting and thanking God that he's brought us through so much. But when you go so low and still find that Jesus is your rock and your righteousness, then there's nowhere else to go. And so you don't really care what people think about you because he's more than enough. And when people in the office underestimate you and devalue you or things speak, people around you speak that you're not enough, he is immeasurably more than you're not enough because he takes the nothing and makes it something. And everything is about Jesus, you see. And so we, we really need this revelation that Pastor Dave has brought this morning. I will remember your sins no more. So stop bringing them up. Into your memory, into your I regrets. I love that, Pastor Dave. Can we just stand? We're just going to agree in prayer for a couple of things because I just, I just believe. Let's, let's just, as you stand before God, just thank him right now that you are right with him. You don't have to do anything. Jesus has done it. He has become your righteousness. It's a gift not earned. Thank you, Lord, that you have made us right with you. A hundred percent right. Thank you that your blood has cleansed us from all sin and from all regret and from the wish I'd done better. Wish I hadn't done that. Lord, remove all of the wish I hadn't or I should have done from all the memory bank of your people. Wipe the conscience clean this morning with the power of your blood. And clean is clean. Just say it out loud. Clean is clean. The blood of Jesus has cleansed me. <laughs> and so clean is clean. And I go out confident. That I'm loved, I'm chosen, I'm blessed, and God has a good plan for my life. And that I can always come to him and praise him. Because it's not about me, it's about Jesus. Praise him. Come on, let's just praise Jesus this morning. Wonderful. Thank you, Lord. And thank you so much for bringing Pastor Dave this morning. 
Thank you, Lord. And Lord, uh, we just want to thank you that everything that the enemy tried to do with him, to undermine him, actually you've turned for good in his life, but also you've made it a blessing to us. And we just see the turnaround, the power of the turnaround, God, that you're the God who turns things for good. And we want to thank you for all the good that we've received. And Joseph, so we just speak a blessing. Come on, church. There's, Father, we just thank you for the blessing that he is to us, the immense encouragement he is to all of us, and that we, Lord, stand blessed, more blessed uh, because he came and ministered to us today. I just want to thank you for what I've received from his ministry today. And we just ask that you measure back, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. That Pastor Dave will be so blessed, that Marion and his family will be so blessed, and that he will begin to see the great things that he has sown in that church grow. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this message from Kingdom Faith Southwest. For further information, log on to kingdomfaithsw.com.